<laughs> what up, man? That's screwed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly, Tuesday night edition. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, tell you what, I got one hell of a guest coming on. Uh, just sit back, and you know what? You need to put a seatbelt on because you're going to be hearing some stuff. Um, but before we get to my guest, I just want to say that um, I am on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3. Mississippi, 107.7 New Orleans. We're also on Roku, too, tonight. So that's cool. If you got Roku, then, you know, you can just type in uh, paranormal something. I, I forget. Maybe I can get it for you. Hey, Holly McElvery. How, wow, wow. Long time, Hall. Good to see you. But uh, tonight's guest, okay, um, I was watching TikTok. And, uh, and, and, she had this uh, little video going about paranormal unity. Hey, Cindy Simpson, how are you? Good to see you, hon. Um, and I was like, I need to get her on my show. I need to get her on my show. And uh, I was like really excited that she said she would do it. And um, she's a really, really good person. Uh, actually, this is the first time we met tonight before the show, and uh, but it seems like I, I know her a little bit because, uh, you know, the way she presents herself on TikTok. Now, her bio, so I got to use my phone for the bio, okay, so I'll be looking over this way. Um, my guest tonight is Lauren Moss, and she is with the In Between Paranormal. Lauren Moss was born and raised in Tyler, Texas, and since the paranormal world followed her, and she seemed to follow it, she graduated from college with her BFA in art history and studio art. She became an internationally licensed watercolor artist and has had gallery showings across the globe. Throughout her life, she has been involved in five paranormal teams and has has run three of her own in Texas and in Pennsylvania. She is one of the two uh, co-founders and is a psychic medium for the In-Between Paranormal founded in March of 2022. The In-Between Paranormal focuses on national investigations, promoting parounity internationally and supporting the paranormal community teams, individuals and locations. The team dedicates its time to charitable acts and volunteer work within the communities that they investigate, as well as helping haunted locations review their waivers for investigations and legal documents for their in-house teams. And without further ado, I'm going to bring her on and into the night with Sean Kelly. Welcomes Miss Lauren Moss. Hello, Miss so Lauren Moss. Good to see you. It's good to see you. you it's finally you, nice to meet you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I know, man. I'm so excited. Like I was telling you before, you know, um, I was like on TikTok and I was watching the one that you brought up um, with about the paranormal and the unity and, and different teams and such. And um, honest to God, I'm going to be honest with you. If your eyes are laser, lasers, you know what I mean? You, your eyes would be like zapping everybody. I mean, it was it was terrible but you know what you had a good message out there and uh, i would like to hear more on what's going on with the paranormal unity but before we get into that okay can you um do a little recap of how you got into the paranormal and um <laughs> you say you're a psychic medium i was born uh, with like, how did you get into it? How'd you get into it? <laughs> I was born with abilities. Um, I was born with abilities. And to be honest with you, I didn't really realize what I was until I was much older. Um, I didn't really have the support system um, that mm -hmm. I should have growing up. And um, about the right. age of seven, I had a negative attachment from the age of seven to the age of 18. And um, that time period really perpetuated a lot of, um, am I evil? Am I going to hell? Am I going to be like this for the rest of my life? And since I attended a Catholic school, um, I told a priest, <laughs> And I didn't realize the priest was our diocesan exorcist. So he performed the minor rite oh, wow. of exorcism. <laughs> and it was at that time that I kind of was like, you know what? I'm not evil. I had this thing attached to me because of what I am. And it was using me. And I need to find out more about myself. So I went into the field. I started learning about myself, learning about my abilities. And that's kind of how it all took off. Um, in, in hindsight, I've always okay. had the paranormal around me. It's always been there. Um, even my mm -hmm. imaginary friends weren't <laughs> really thinking back imaginary friends. Um, pretty sure they were dead children. Exactly. So <laughs> they've all, mm -hmm. it's always been around me and okay. it's around me. So that, that's and pretty much. And how do you feel about that? How do you, how do you? How do you feel um, about having all those um, friends around you? I actually enjoy it. Um, on a lot of times okay. with the dead and other entities, it's a lot better to deal with them than the living. The living to me can oh, be yeah, unforgettable and nasty. Mm -hmm. And whereas I know what to expect from all these other with the dead and the other entities that are around. I know what to expect. The living just right. are just so unpredictable. And I actually just Do prefer. You, um... Go ahead. Oh, um, do you um, have like a certain spirit guide or spirit, certain angel that works with you on this? I, I have. I mean, going into a real. Mm -hmm. I have a certain spirit guide right. and a certain angel. Um, I work with my guide, Shoga, 
and I work with uh, Archangel Raphael. Mm -hmm. And together they're oh, Raphael. My my guardian angel, my archangel. They're hardcore, huh? Well, I oh, got a, a, I'm real big into the animal totems. I am myself. So I got a wolf who mm -hmm. kicks ass and takes names later. But I also work with Uriel. He, he's my archangel that I work with. I and love so, Uriel. To me, the, the, oh, man, great dude, man. Don't get him mad, though, because, I mean, oh, there were times that I had an ego, and um, I thought I was better than him, and it just didn't work. He just kicked my butt, and that's the truth. You know what I mean? Just kicked my butt. But he, wherever I went, whatever houses, whatever places I had to clear, uh, he was always with me. He, he never left my side. And even even though it's been over a year now since I have, I haven't really done no like investigation, maybe one or two here or there, you know, he's constantly with me, he, you know, and I just feel safe. I feel very protected with him. Being well, around. once you have that um, bond, when you go on an investigation, oh, the bond, it is the bond I have with my wolf. Um, <laughs> um, one day, not this show, but one day I'd like to sit down and just talk to you about how I got Lakota. And uh, that's my wolf. And like I said, he's big, bad, and mean, and he takes names later. That's all I, I could say. But um, when you were with, um, with the in, in, in between paranormal, how often do you go out on investigations? Um, we try and do it once a month. Um, we also take in consideration that we all have families that we need to consider. We have children that are in school. We have to take care of our in-laws and our husbands. And we have lives outside of the paranormal field. Mm -hmm. And I think that also gets lost yeah. in the paranormal field is um, the aspect of family. So, we try and get out once a month if we can't at least eight times a year, but to big locations or to residential locations. Um, so do you do a lot of residentials? We do. We do. And okay. We do. That's what PPS did. Yeah. I like them. I like residentials. Um, I like working with the public. I like having that, I like going mm -hmm. in and demystifying the paranormal to someone who is absolutely scared out of their mind. Because nine right. times out of okay. 10, it's not something okay. to be horribly afraid of. And I, I exactly. like people exactly. to be that conduit. Mm-hmm. What really gets me mad at, at the time was TV, movies, you know, different um, types of, uh, you know, entertainment where they come out with these ridiculous ghost stories, you know, oh, and, um, and, and like, I remember, and I share this a lot, I remember when the movie The Lady in Black came out, right? Mm -hmm. The very next day, I got 30 emails saying that. I saw the lady in black. I'm like, no, you didn't. But yeah. um, eventually, I never, I never stopped going. Didn't stop me from going doing an investigation, you know, because 
you know, maybe there was like something there, but they kind of use that excuse because you know, as well as I do, spirits have weird ways of trying to get people who know what they're doing to help them cross and stuff like that, you know? So, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, what was your favorite investigation that you went on? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um. I'm going to have to say, Ooh, it was one with a, with one of our previous, with one of my previous teams and it just turned out weird, but it was a weird and a good way because it broke the tension of the rest of the investigation. Um, I'm going to say the Orson star in Detroit. Okay. And that one, that one turned out very strange. Um, I was not expecting to, yeah, I was not expecting to see, um, well, it answered a couple of questions that if you die naked, do you get clothes in the afterlife? No, you don't. (laughs) No. Um, does have a, um, what I consider a streaking ghost. Um, and there's some things you can't unsee when you okay. see an apparition like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. one of the weirdest. It's crazy. Never, never ran it. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of a freaking ghost oh. before. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's he's crazy, having man. fun with it. And that's the beauty of it. He's actually right. enjoying it. He's doing what a lot of people would be, would do. Like if you die naked, you would have that kind of the secret of I'm dead. I'm naked. I'm running around the house around these investigators naked going la 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 la. He's doing that. (laughs) And it, it just broke tension. Um, Unfortunately I did get to see the apparition and so did my co-investigator and we were, yeah, there's some things you can't burn out of your head. It's one of those that you oh, just like, like, okay, right. how you doing there? That <laughs> answered that question. Thank you, Steve. Right. Great to know you. <laughs> In all your glory. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like so, the... Um, how about the sad ones? Did you ever really uh, sad one? I had many. Star- Sad one. Uh, Post Town is a sad one. Um, but sad because at Post Town, uh, there's a story about a child who um, was unalived because she witnessed something between a teacher and a janitor. That's part of a sad story. But there's an even sadder part. There's a child there, um, African-American child who died late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And he died because of racism. But Ooh. no one pays enough attention to him because they're more focused on the, the other part of the story. Mm-hmm. That he kind of just sinks into the background as forgotten. Okay. And when um, we investigated there, he started coming through and his name is Toby. 
And he really wants his story out. And that's the heartbreaking part to me is when they get so caught and pushed into the background and others' mm -hmm. stories take more precedence when their story is just as important right. as everyone else's. Um, so did you do any research on Toby? Um, didn't get to do any research on Toby, but Toby did um, tell me that before the school was built, there was a huge tree in the back where the playground was. And I kept mm -hmm. picking up someone died on the playground. It was him before the playground was built. And unfortunately oh, okay. there was two male, two uh, Caucasian males that picked him up and and, and you know, um, and, and when we recognize this, because I'm an empath, you know, I don't like the word psychic. I, I, I don't like that word. I like the word seer, something like right. that. You know what I mean? It sounds a little, it don't sound too, uh, uh, you know, weird. That, that's right. just who, who I am. So I see her. But being an empath like me and you are and others, when you go on that investigation, it's tough. It really is tough knowing that you got all this sadness going on and um, and how sad the spirits are and so ang how angry they are, you know. And a lot of them just want to be heard. They just want to be, they just want to have a voice. And that's where me and you and a lot of other people like us come into play is that they were their voice for them but i tell you what it does take a toll on you um i don't know about you but i get really hungry after an investigation <laughs> how about you? I, do I do too and yes. the thing that we're starting to do on our investigations is when we run into a location that has just an intense amount of trauma um through multiple decades, mm -hmm. we're actually trying to set up a room where it's like a therapy room for them, where they can okay. come in and tell us their story without judgment, without any type of um, ramification. We're not going to judge them about what they say. Awesome. That's we great. need to get That's their great. story out, let them. Mm -hmm. And right. so we set up a room. Um, and at Post Town, it's funny because Post Town used to rent out one of their classrooms to a dojo. Mm -hmm. And one day, the uh, sensei came in and saw their bags swinging back and forth. And he basically said, no, I'm out. We're gone. We're done. Mm -hmm. So we, when we were there, we set up the dojo not only as a therapy room, but we went ahead and suggested, why don't you just take this and use it as a rage room? Right. Okay. And do they? Um, from from that last investigation, we caught a couple of things that they were they like we caught the dummy moving back and forth a couple of times, like someone was hitting mm -hmm. it. So it was just it's just giving them the outlets that they need, right, to express what they're feeling still. Mm -hmm. Because there's still some of them are still in those moments of anger, still in those mm -hmm. moments of sadness. They've got to get it out. Yeah, they do. And, and a lot of them, 
it, it, a lot of them are afraid to go into the light, you know, because right. when you when you die, when you die, you still have a choice to do. You, you know, even though you, your body ain't there, your spirit is, but you still got that freedom of choice. Right. And in my experience, I know that when a person dies, they don't want to go into the light. And the reason being, there's a couple reasons. Um, some of them don't even know they're dead yet. Hey, Michael, good to see you, buddy. Um, and also, it's like, you know, when you're raised all your life, you know that if you did something wrong, okay, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I was raised as a Catholic. And... Um, and a lot of people are afraid to go into the light because they're afraid to go into hell. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, but I wish, you know, when I was investigating, helping them cross, um, that, that they would do. Did you help a lot of spirits cross into the light? I have, I have, um, some of these locations were not allowed to because, in a short sense, <laughs> um, it's kind of like a spirit zoo that they keep at some of these locations. Mm. We're not allowed to cross. We're not allowed to use any rituals. We're not allowed right. to do anything. Um, the places where I can really help are um, the residentials when I can cross them over. If I can't cross them over, I try and be that bridge and say, hey, can we at least learn to live with each other? Like copacetically, mm -hmm. can we learn how to maybe this particular deceased person wants to be a protector of this particular living person? That's okay. Right. That's still existing. Mm -hmm. um, um. I did a lot of crossing over when I was working some cold cases and I love doing that. Okay. Um, I like crossing over and I like, I like giving the opportunity and the choice to them. Do they always take it? No, no. no. And that's okay. They have free will too. Oh, of course they do. Even if you die, you got free will. I mean, yep. and a lot of people, a lot of people who are living today, you know, have, have a hard time conceiving or understanding that when you die, that your spirit still knows what to do. You know, it's an intelligent uh, spirit. And a lot of people don't understand how can that be? But um, I try to educate. Do you educate? I do. I do. You do. And that's I the do. best thing that you can do. And my friend Michael Anthony says, love you, brother. Great stuff. Thank you, brother. River Rose. Hi, Sean and Laura. And Rachel DeBar says, hey, Sean and Lauren. Hey, hey thank you for stopping in. Thank you for stopping in. But before we get into like the, the one minute break or one whatever, you know, soon, because everyone knows I got to take a break. But um, what do you, and then we're going to get into the paranormal unity. I'm, I'm really into that. But I, I, I wanted to get a little background of you and your investigation. What is your favorite piece of equipment? Ooh. <laughs> um, I am still an audio recorder girl. 
Um, and part of that is because I love a good EVP. Yes. And yes. EVPs can validate me and I can validate an EVP. And right. we have caught some extremely, well, we've also caught some smart ass EVPs, but we've gotten right. some really amazing EVPs. And when you hear it, it's just like, whoa, hold on. I got to re-listen to this. And it's like 10 or 11 times that you're re-listening to it. It's like, this won't get old. This is awesome. This yes. is fantastic. They're communicating. Thank heavens. We got yes, this. I'm, yeah. Um, because, you know, and at the beginning, I love orbs. I still believe in orbs. I know there's a different type of orbs and stuff, but. You know, I was ridiculed to death because mm -hmm. you're not allowed to believe in orbs because Paps said he couldn't. You know, they weren't right. for real. But uh, that's for another show, Lauren. I'm <laughs> I'm old school. I um I I, I do the digital voice recorder, mm -hmm. and I love my K2 meter. That doesn't lie. The K2 right. meter does not lie. So, but uh, so everybody, we're gonna go and we're gonna do um maybe 30, 70 seconds, and uh, maybe a minute of commercials. So if you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, get something to drink, smoke a cigarette, do what you got to do. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you back in about a minute 30. And here we go. We'll start off with my... Everybody, welcome back uh, to Into the Night with Sean Kelly, the Tuesday night edition. Um, again, I am on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 Mississippi, 107.7 New Orleans. Either way, it's one of them. They're like really close together. So New Orleans and Mississippi, they're, they're kind of close. But yes, we are also broadcasted all over the world. Um, we got Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, all, I mean, a lot of countries. So they tune into us too. Um, and this, this channel that we got, UPR and Talk Radio, there's a lot of good shows on through. I mean, there's shows from Monday through Sunday. And uh, if you're bored, just sit back, relax, and Turn on UPR and talk radio and listen to the shows because there's a lot of good hosts on here and they got a lot of good topics. Um, I'm going to welcome back uh, my friend 
Lauren Moss of the In Between Paranormal. And um, we had a nice discussion in the first half hour. My friend Michael Anthony says, uh, cat balls work well. Do they work well for you? Do you like the cat balls? I do. Um, the only thing I have, and I think it's everyone's gripe about the cat balls, is I wish we could change the batteries out instead of throwing them away or mm -hmm. bashing them to open them up and change the batteries out and re-gluing them. But yeah, I, I they work very well for us. Um, we used them at the cemetery week before last and mm -hmm. they that was probably some of the best equipment that we were using at the cemetery for interactions was the cat ball. Cat balls are cool, I like them. They're pretty neat when you put them on the floor and you just watch them light up. And I like them. I do like them. Um, but now we are in for the serious part of the program tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, do a backstory real quick. I was on TikTok and I saw Warren of the In-Between Paranormal do TikTok about paranormal unity. And I said, I need to have her on. And so I sent her an email and or message and she graciously just came on so talk about born born talk about born and paranormal unity what what this is your time right now to let it loose to tell the world about well how you feel about paranormal unity well, paranormal unity is defined as the coming together of teams, individuals, locations, um, what have you, for a common goal of trying to figure out if the paranormal exists. Keyword there, keywords there, coming together. Um, the way that it is, um, that I see it, it is reaching across the aisle and saying, hey, I like your experiment. Can you teach me how to do that? Or, hey, I noticed that you posted this particular piece of evidence. Is it okay if I give you some criticism or some critique? And that other person being, okay, that's fine. That's great. Any way that we can debunk this as being paranormal, great. Or saying, hey, to another team, we have your back when you're down and out it is the ability to say we can do this together to get the pseudoscience of the paranormal field out of its pigeonholed niche and hopefully jump jump the railroad into an actual scientific field but we can't do that if we're bickering mm-hmm if we're fighting each other, that's creating a whole lot more stress there and our ideas are not coming together and people are not being unified and ideas such as new pieces of equipment aren't being created. We need more equipment out there that deals with other energies outside of the EMF field. And if we're bickering, those things won't be created. And we need those to be able to um, do the scientific method and back up the stuff that we already have. That is actually, that is how science works, but we're mm -hmm. in a pseudoscience and 
everybody in the field, it seems like right now, is just going after each other. And that's not, that is not unity. That is, I call it egotistical bastards is what they're called. Yep. High school behavior. Yes. Egotistical. Um, And then, you know, when I started the group in 2006, yes, same way, you know, no one wanted to help anybody. Um, The biggest thing at that time, back in 2006, was who had the best evidence, you know what I mean? And, you know, no matter, no matter what you put up there, there's somebody going to disagree with it, okay? And it really would get on my nerves a lot. It's like, hey, listen, you're in the same field as I am. You know, come on, this this is a pure apparition that you that we caught on video in um, an audio. But they said, no, it's not. It, it's just a figment of your imagination. And and I'm like, but you but you investigate too, so. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you telling me this? Why can't you give me that pat on the back and say, "Hey, good job, nice pickup," you right. know? Even though you might have a little bit of doubts about it, okay. Um, but you know, for for that moment, for somebody to pick something, and I'm not just talking about me; I'm talking about everybody out there in the field. Um, finding something, a good orb, a good a mist stuff like that um give them that 30 seconds mm-hmm. you know what i mean because after a while people just kept knocking other people you know they just kept and i'm like why are you guys doing this and it's like you, you can't do that you can't do that but they just didn't want to listen and like I told you before, I've had over 150 people in my group. I mean, not at one time, but sporadically, you know, going over. And a lot of them would go out and um, they would start their own groups. And I said, hey, listen, you know, if you want to help, just ask. Right. You know, come to find out a lot of them were like just bashing me to other people. And I'm like, why are you bashing me? It's just, you know, how you're running your investigation is how I taught you. So um, I, it, it, I, I've been praying, not praying, but I've been hoping for paranormal unity, and it's not out there. And until people realize that, um, you know, that they're not the big stuff, you know what I mean? Not, not the mm-hmm. hot shots or want to be on TV type paranormal investigators. That ain't going to happen. That will not happen. You know, the only way they can do that is on YouTube for now because. Right. Um, but what, how do you feel about these groups that come in and they uh, want to be on TV? <laughs> I'm laughing because our last um, team that we were on, um, my co founder and our lead, that's exactly how they wanted to go um i really don't think i don't see people who are morally and ethically aligned capable of being on tv Mm -hmm. 
because most TVs, most television shows want the fake evidence, the thrills, the chills, the um, historic stories um, warped. So it's giving a little bit more of a creepy vibe. I don't think those should be role models. Those should not be role mm -hmm. models to the paranormal field. Um, because they're not really showing the honesty of what happens on an investigation. You're not going to have a thrill a minute. There are times that you're twiddling your thumbs or you're, you know, bored as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Bored. Yeah. yeah. There are times that you're, you're not going to catch anything and there's times mm -hmm. you're going to catch something or a lot of something. But it's right. not always going to be like the paranormal does not perform on cue. No, no. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the reality that these TV shows are trying to portray. Like the paranormal is going to be performing on cue. You're going to get all this evidence. You're going to get bangs and knocks and possibly someone being pushed down or someone being called names through a spirit box, which that does happen to us. <laughs> But that's, you know, um, it's it's not reality. And right. that's, I think that's a lot of why people are coming into the field is because they see it on TV. If it's on TV, it must be true. So it's going to happen to me if I go to that exact same location. Exactly. You know what really like bugs the crap out of me and i don't know maybe you can put your two cents in on this is that look at all eastern penitentiary making all that money off people you know all the places that taps and the ghost brothers been to and whatever i don't even watch that crap and uh michael's right michael anthony says keep it yep. real yep. and um how they're making money off of people who just say "Ooh, ghost hunters was here at eastern penitentiary and it was like at the time when I really looked into it. I don't know if the price changed or not, but it was $2,500 to investigate overnight, one night. And I'm like, I ain't going to pay $2,500 to pay. And I'm sure as hell ain't going to get 50 people to go and investigate and pay 50 bucks a person just so these people can make some money. And it, it's like, no. And, and, and it bothers me that establishments like that need to um, do that in order to make some money off the of people who really do not know what they're doing. You know, um, Trans Allegheny is also another one that does that. Um, <laughs> I finally convinced our tour guide um, the night that we were doing um, our investigation that he didn't need to point out every single X on the floor where Zat Bagans stood because I had no interest in that. I, right. I'm going to be investigating. I'm going to do it on my own terms in my own way, respectfully. Mm -hmm. And I don't, care where he stood when he was trying to call out the chef. I don't care where he stood when he was trying to provoke so-and-so. 
And that's all that these teams are coming in or um, these individuals are coming in for is because Ghost Brothers have been there. Ghost Adventures have been there. Ghost Hunters have been there. Um, and that's actually why the Masonic Lodge that we were at last weekend has had an uptick is because Ghost Hunters have been there and Johnny Zaffis have been there. It's, you don't, if, you don't need if you're hot, if if your building's haunted, that should speak for itself. Right. Agreed. You don't have to have all these teams, these name teams coming in and saying it's haunted, it's haunted. Or faking hauntings. Yeah. You don't I've seen that. that. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. I, I think it is a detriment to the field. And mm -hmm. it's one way that these locations can charge astronomical amounts just to get people in. Right. When they really would still get people in just because of the history alone. Right. Some of the asylums, the history alone is still going to bring these people in. Right. And it's all about the history. It's not all about, um, you know, just because there's ghosts, you know, I can go to your house and I can get really good evidence, you know, uh, Cindy Simpson has a question for you. Uh, she says, hello, Lauren. I was wondering if there is an app on our phone that is accurate to communicate with spirit. Um, okay. So about apps, if you're going to, um, yeah, cemeteries are free all the time. If you're going to, use an app. The thing that I always suggest, because I do know that um, spirits like to jump electronics, is first and foremost, you need to have a protection um, sigil on your phone before you start using with using any app. And also make sure that you're doing it in a safe space. Um, sacred space, if you can, um, calling your archangels, calling your spirit guides, just making sure that you're still communicating as safely as possible. The apps that we use, um, it kind of depends. I kind of let, <laughs> I kind of let the spirits choose because some spirits prefer a spirit box and some spirits prefer the necrophonic app. I kind of let them choose. We use Necrophonic quite a bit and we use um, Spirit Talker on occasions. Um, Spirit Talker usually works very well at jails for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, outside of those two apps, we don't use anything else. Spirit Talker mm -hmm. and Necrophonic. Well, I hope that helped. I hope that answered your question. Oh, Antoine Scott. Welcome, brother. Good to see you. Michael says, go to cemeteries. They're free all the time. I love cemeteries. Give me a good cemetery. Give me, you know, God. Yeah, I love it. Uh, my friend, Robbie Kinsella. Hey, good to see you. Um, and Cindy says, thank you very much. You're welcome, um, Cindy. But yeah, um, I love cemeteries. They're... Um this summer we're going to go back to one of my favorite cemeteries, which is mouth cemetery. And it's kind of like the place that you put your loved one. If you want to forget about them, it's okay. overgrown. Um, 
And I think the last burial was in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's right on top of a battlefield where um, a massacre occurred. So there's a lot of weird energies going on there, but we've had some extremely good um, activity using our spirit boxes to play tag with the deceased children in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And we'll have them go and tag um, someone else's spirit box and then come running back and tag somebody else. And it just lightens the mood and it's really fun to play with mm-hmm. the kids. Uh, you know, Tony Sabellos, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Um, so as we're winding down here, okay, we got about seven more minutes. Um, what do you want to tell all the paranormal? I want, what do you want to tell them about not what they need to do, but what they should do? I want everyone in the paranormal field for just half a moment, consider that it's okay to talk to other teams and it's okay to have that constructive conversation. Mm-hmm. Even in that moment that you're having those conversations, like I do with haunted expeditions and savage paranormal on TikTok, that is still an act of parunity. That okay. is still taking a step forward in communicating and having that relationship form. Mm-hmm. And we have been the benefit beneficiaries of parunity. It does work, but you have to put the work into it. It can't just be a one-sided partnership. It needs to be right. where all members, all parties are willing to put the work in. Mm-hmm. That is how parity is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It is not just a one-sided relationship. Do you think it will ever happen? I think it's going to take a very long period of time before it happens. And I think, People are going to start realizing that we actually do need to start talking to each other like mature adults. Right. Okay. What do you do? Um, and I really enjoyed what you just said there. Um, and, and it's so true. It, I, I talked about it for a long time. I have personally. And I just like got talked. My, my face turned blue because that's all he, you know, because it's just like, it's like talking to a brick wall. You know what I mean? And, uh, Michael Anthony says thank you, and um, it it just I I'm like you, I, I want it to happen, I really do. I want people to wake up and smell the burnt toast is what I want to see right. about it. I want them to smell. I want them to say, hey, you know, um, we need to work together because I know that there's a lot of stuff out there that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. It's just not ghost. No, and, there's uh, a whole gambit of things that need answering and we can't, we can look at ghosts until we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. But we are excluding a whole bunch of the field when we're just focusing on just one thing. 
Right. We've got to be able to have those conversations, even if it's not with another team in the um, ghost hunting field. We need to be talking to other teams and the cryptids. Yes. And other fields like that. Bigfoot, UFO, aliens. Yes, they have to. I would, you know, we must be on the same wavelength here because I was just going to say that. Very good. Psychically predicting. <laughs> good job. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, and it's not just paranormal groups. It has to be uh, the UFO alien people. It has to be the Bigfoot groups. It, I mean, so what? Who cares what you get? Right. Listen, I need your help. Can you help me out without having an attitude? <clears throat> and usually right. even say, yeah, we can help you. Yeah, not a problem. You know, and then they, they show up and they have attitudes. It's like, get out of my life. I don't want to deal with you no more. You know what I mean? So They either show up and they have attitudes or they show up and they're, they've got the idea that they're the whole show that nobody else is included in the show that it's they're running the whole entire thing right and they're not going to talk to anybody else and you can't be that way everybody has to be able to talk everybody gets a seat at the table right that's why i like round tables you know um a lot of people in the paranormal field um don't like skeptics i love skeptics i love I really skeptics. seriously i do i mean i'm glad that you are telling me that what i have here on video isn't real you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i'm like okay explain to me please why don't you think of it and they'll give come up with some answer you know that hey that's great you know thank you for telling me that i'll really look into this again and see what i can find but, you know, um, but if I come across a rude one, a rude person, I just said, you weren't there. <laughs> so you don't know what the hell happened. But listen, real quick before I let you go, um, if a new person wanted to join your group, what do you do with the new person? With the new person, we... Um... First and foremost, they have to go through and read our waiver. We are very strict when it comes to certain things that we um, allow on the team. Like everybody has to do evidence review. We cross train everybody and everybody has to do at least certain amount of evidence review to be able to understand what evidence review is about. That is a requirement. Um, then once they pass that, they just have to go on an investigation and we'll train them right then and there on investigation. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it's real easy. Investigating, believe it or not, is easy. You There's just a lot to remember while you're in the moment of investigating. So it's yeah. just basically um, just training them what not to do. We don't provoke. We don't do this. We always oh, no. respect. We, at, we always say please and thank you. We talk to the building beforehand. We talk to the building afterwards. That way we are still connecting. Oh, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So it right now we are training three juniors. Um, my daughter, my co-founder's daughter, and then her best friend. Okay. And that's what we're doing. We're going into these locations and we're training them and we're 
Good. We're getting the next generation ready. Yes, you got to. And I do see it coming. And I do see the next generation coming. And I know a lot of youngins that really enjoy investigating. Mm -hmm. But how can somebody get a hold of you if they want to ask you more questions, Lauren? Um, you guys can email me at the in between sisters um, with a Z at the end of sisters at gmail.com. Okay. Or you can go to our TikTok page, the in between paranormal. Again, thank you very much for coming on tonight. I really enjoyed this very much. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Anytime. And I hope that we can, maybe since you're in Pennsylvania, I do believe you're in Pennsylvania, correct? I'm in Michigan right now, um, Michigan now. But we did live in Pennsylvania. We lived in okay. Michigan's cold. I bet you got like 6,000 inches of snow up there, huh? <laughs> Not right now, thank Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I want to thank you again for being on tonight. Um, and hopefully I can have you back on again and maybe keep, keep people updated on how the paranormal unity is going. Okay. Absolutely. Would love to come back on. Sweet, sweet. All right, Lauren, thank you. And uh, River Rose says, thank you, Sean and Laura. Great information. And it's so fascinating. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Really and happy hunting. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, everybody, what a show that was great. Oh, my God, I had a fun time. Um, and I learned a lot about the paranormal, the paranormal unity, and um, she's just a great person, really, really great person. So you really need to check her out on TikTok, you know, um, and uh, the in-between paranormal on TikTok, or <clears throat> and, and, and just watch her videos. She is so informative, and she, thank you, Cindy, great Thank you for being here. Um, I truly appreciate it. I want to thank everybody being in the chat room tonight. Y'all did a great job. And thank you for commenting. And um, we'll see you Sunday. This Sunday, I got a great show coming up. Um, I got my uh, my friend and my station boss, Michelle Desiree, DeRoche. DeRoche, I said it right, I think. And she is really big into the Templars. Okay, and I do believe that I would like to talk about, and, and you know, it was just not men that were in the Templars, there was also women too. We talked about this the last time I was on, uh, last week, I do believe, but um, Joan of Arc was a Templar, so I'm really looking forward to that. So it'll be the women who were Templars, and, and I think it's going to be an awesome show. So Children, please, if you can, if you can, please go to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. And if you don't have no children, and if you have no parents, find somebody to give them a hug and tell them that you love them. Because those three words go a long way. I love you. Trust me, they go a long way. And on that note, good night, everybody. And we will see you this Sunday coming up with Michelle DeRoche. Bye now.